I just want to take a few minutes today to talk to you about being thankful. You know, I think the default position for humanity today is to be cynical, ungrateful, is to be frustrated, critical, and most of all, unthankful. We see it all around us during this pandemic. Last Sunday evening and on Monday morning, the media and most of the country were critical of Neffet for recommending that the country move to level five restrictions. On Monday afternoon, the media was critical of the government for rejecting Neffet's recommendation that we go to level five restrictions and instead opting for level three. We're kind of in a you're damned if you do and a damned if you don't kind of time at the moment, aren't we? On Wednesday morning, as Emma and I headed into town, we were stopped by the Gardaí on the way. We were stopped for no more than 10 or 15 seconds, didn't really disrupt our day. And as we drove away, we were kind of reassured that the Gardaí are out there now again, doing their job during this level three lockdown. We turned on the radio a few minutes after that, and, and all we heard on the radio was people texting in and ringing in, complaining that the Gardaí checkpoints on the road were causing them to be late for work and late for appointments can't win can you and here we are again we're back online again for at least these next three weeks and we as christians and church leaders we're now posed with another question how do we respond in this circumstance how do we respond to the frustration of being delayed by five minutes going into town by the guardie do i jump on facebook and criticize the government for ch shutting down the churches again and their handling of this pandemic? Or do I thank God that I don't have to make those decisions and, and I really do thank God that I don't have to make those decisions? You see, I don't have all the information that they have. I don't have all the information that Neffet has that caused them to make a recommendation to move to a higher level of restrictions. Thank God. Amen. Do I, instead, do I thank God because God sees the bigger picture? God knew that I was going to be delayed for a few minutes heading into town on Wednesday. He knew that the churches were going to be shut down again. Shock and horror to a lot of church leaders out there. God knew this before we did. And you know what? God is actually okay with it. I believe that God is in control. God is ordering my steps. And I believe that God said that he was building his church. And the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. And I believe that's as relevant today as it was when it was first uttered. If we believe in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, that it says that, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purposes. All things. Even a five-minute delay in traffic heading into town or heading into work or heading to drop your kids off to school. God still works in all of those things. And if I believe that, and if you believe that, why would I worry about being delayed by a few minutes? By a guardie doing their job. Church, every day in this pandemic, we have a choice to make as into whether to approach our day thankful or to be thankless in that day. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 1 tells us that in everything we are to give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and for me. It says in everything we're to give thanks. In everything, in all circumstances, in all situations, we are to, to give thanks. 
And if that wasn't enough, we're told it again in verse 18. It says that in everything, give thanks. Don't forget that. As you go about your day, as you go about your week, whether we're staying level three for the next three weeks and come out of it then, or, or whether we go to level four or even level five, whether the church is open again in three weeks or they don't open again until the new year, whether you get delayed on the way to dropping your kids to school or on the way to the shops, or whether you get delayed no matter where it is, in all things, God wants you to be thankful. Even if they don't feel right to you, even if they frustrate you, even if they may cause a bit of anger in you, I want you to look at the bigger picture. And I want you to understand God is in control and God wants you to give thanks. You know what that means? In good times and in bad times, give thanks. Maybe even in the bad times, give thanks even more because it's more difficult. How many know that when things are going good, when all the lights are green, when you've got a load of money in the bank, when all your loved ones are surrounding you, it's easy to give thanks. I don't, I, I've watched a lot of games in my life and I've never yet seen a team win the championship or win the cup or win the game even or score a goal going around with a gloomy face at full time. They celebrate, they give thanks, things are going good. And likewise, in those same games, when a team loses the championship, loses the cup, loses the game, they're gloomy. I don't know about you, but it's so easy for me to give thanks when things are going my way. It's easy for me to give thanks when the sun is shining on my back and everything that I need, I have. But what happens when things are not so great? When the world is going through a pandemic? What happens when it seems that everything and everybody, including the guardie, are against you? What happens when the sun doesn't shine? When you're in need? When you get a bad report from the doctor? When your finances are in a mess? How can I be thankful in a mess? How can I be thankful in a tragedy? How can I be thankful in a pandemic? When everything comes against you, you need to remember that you need to turn to the one who is always for you. The one who said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. In confusion and frustration, instead of turning to Facebook for a rant, to people who are as powerless as you are, why not turn to Jesus, the overcomer, the author, the finisher of our faith, the one who gives us the victory? Over in Ecclesiastes 3, we have the everything has its time portion of Scripture. And as you read it, you will see that there's a time to be happy and a time to be sad. There's a time to live and a time to die. But as you go down to Ecclesiastes 3, of all the times that you're given, a time to plant and a time to harvest, time to mourn and a time to dance, time to laugh and a time to cry. As you read down through it, you'll quickly notice that everything that there's a time to do, there's a time to do the opposite, except one. There's never a time given to us by God that we are not to be thankful. You know why that is? Because there is never a time that we haven't got something that we can be thankful for. Okay, if the guards delayed you as you were heading to town and made you a few minutes late. Okay, if the government shuts down the churches again. We don't know what God is protecting us from in that time. When I heard on the radio, 
People complaining that they were made late for work that day, made late for their appointments that day. In the next report on the radio, the reporter said, the guardee are assisting with clearing an accident off such and such a road. In the next breath, the guardee are also assisting in clearing an accident off another road. And I thought to myself, how do we know as Christians of what God has just protected us from by making us a couple of minutes late? You know, God knew that you left on time that day. God knew that you didn't know that the guards were going to be on that road that day. And if you believe that God is ordering your steps, you need to believe that God is protecting you. And God is okay with you being made a couple of minutes late. I wonder if those people who had the accidents that day on the roads, who trashed their cars and suffered loss, maybe personal injury as well, I wonder would they have minded being delayed a couple of minutes on the road by the guardie that day. And maybe they would have missed that accident. You know, there is never a time sanctioned by God for us believers not to be thankful. In everything we are to give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and me. Not even if the circumstance should demand that we should be angry and unthankful. We as believers are commanded in everything to be thankful. Yes, there's a time to mourn. Yes, there's a time to weep. But it's followed up by a time to celebrate and be happy. And there's, it's followed up by a time for us to be thankful to God. In all things, the Word of God says, we are to give thanks. In Daniel chapter 6, when the law was passed that outlawed the worship of God, that didn't stop Daniel. He continued to get on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks to God because that was his custom to do so. If some of us were Daniel, we would have spent more time ranting about how unfair or inept our government is rather than spending time on our knees in prayer before God and giving thanks. In doing this, Daniel knew that he risked being killed. But even in the risk, Daniel knew that he could trust his God. Right in the middle of his trouble, when there was no answer in sight, Daniel still gave God thanks. You know when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den? What do you think Daniel did that night? Do you think Daniel whipped out his phone and quickly posted a, a disproval article on his Facebook page? Do you think that he cowered in the corner and cried out to God, Why me, God? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Do you think he scrawled his last will and testament on the wall? No. You know what Daniel did all that night? He praised and worshipped and gave thanks to his God. Church, it's okay to be frustrated. But always be aware that there's people who follow your lead. With every post that you put on Facebook, be careful. People are looking at it. And if people are following you, if people are watching what you're saying and following your lead, your kids, or if you're in a leadership position, be very careful what you put up there. Because if you complain and murmur against the guardie, if you complain against the government, or anything else you may feel that you'd like to complain against, what you're doing is you're giving license to those people who look up to you for them to complain as well. That's not what God said we're to do. 
He said, in all things, we are to be thankful. Amen? Jesus said in John chapter 13 and verse 15, He said, for I've given you an example that you should do as I have done. Remember what Jesus did when he was being tried before Pilate? When he was led out as a lamb to the slaughter? Every accusing question that was thrown at Jesus, he didn't answer. He didn't try to defend himself. He didn't try to plead how unjust this was. He didn't say a word. And I think a lot of times when things come against us too, we need to learn not to say a word. Do you know that the Word of God tells us to be thankful even before we have the answer? How many times do you thank someone for something before they give the thing for, that you paid for, maybe, or ordered to them? Well, this is the way God operates His kingdom. He wants us to be thankful before we have the answer. You see, it's easy to be thankful when the prayer is answered or you get from God what you've been believing Him for. But when you're in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of a need, it's not so easy to be thankful, is there? But it's right there in that very middle of that pain, that pandemic, that we need to be more thankful to God than ever before. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And if you do that, God is saying then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I wonder if the next time we were frustrated by the guardie or the government or whatever we get frustrated by, I wonder if that next time that we're frustrated, instead of us turning to Facebook or, or turning to some other means to complain and give out and vent our anger and fury, I wonder if we give thanks, how will it work out? I, I shouldn't wonder. I know how it will work out because it, Paul tells us here in Philippians, he says that if we're thankful in all our situations, he says that if we are the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. I know what you're saying to me. You're saying, Enda, you don't understand. I was 10 minutes late. I hate being late. I mean, what did he stop me for even? He just stopped me just to, just to greet me nearly. He had no information to add to me. He'd, obviously, he'd said the same stupid thing to everyone. I mean, it was pointless. It was stupid. Yeah, you know what? It may have been. Well, how did God tell you to react to that? He said you're to react with a thankful heart. And if you do, this peace of God that surpasses all understanding, you know, everything in you wants to be frustrated. You're kind of like that angry guy in that inside-out film. You just want to be frustrated. You just want to be angry. But you just choose to be thankful instead. And God said if you do that, the supernatural peace not a peace that comes from something that you've done. Not a peace that comes from any stimulus. It comes from God. It's supernatural peace, which is past any understanding, will overcome you. Wow. If we just choose to be thankful instead of unthankful. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, We are to be thankful in all circumstances. 
far too often we wait until we get the answers that we want before we give thanks to God. We wait until we get the all clear or the breakthrough before we give God thanks. Church, we need to be thankful today, even before the answer. And we need to be thankful to God for our future. I'm so thankful in this season that I can, don't have to put my trust in the government. I pray for the government. I pray for our guardie. They're there because God allows them to be there. But I'm thankful that my future is not pinned on their success. I'm thankful that they don't guarantee my future. My hope is not in the medical teams, though I thank God for them. Nor is my hope in a vaccine to make us all immune from this virus. Again, I thank God for those who are working on it. My hope and my trust is not in my face mask in my pocket or in my hand sanitizer that I keep with me, even though they're both good and I use them. Church, my hope and my trust is in my God, and I serve Him and give Him thanks alone. Only He can protect me. Only He can save me, protect you and save you too. John 14 and verse 1. Jesus speaking to us, speaking to you this morning through this screen. He's saying, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in Jesus also. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you go or where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, and he's saying to you and me today, and all those who haven't made a decision to follow him, he is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Church, we can be thankful today for knowing our future. Jesus is saying to us today that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not just when we're celebrating and joyful, but when we're mournful and sad and confused. Not just when we're safe and secure, but when we're alone and fearful. Jesus said that we are not to let our hearts be troubled. We can trust in God, knowing that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We need to remind ourselves that Jesus went to the Father to prepare a place for us so that we can spend eternity with Him. Church, fear and uncertainty is never going to be easy. This pandemic, it's not easy. The confusion over the pandemic, it's not easy. But we can never lose sight that our hope is not pinned on our exit in this pandemic. Our hope is pinned on Jesus Christ and anchored firmly in Him. One final scripture. Romans chapter 15 says there in verse 13, Our hope comes from God. May He fill you with joy and peace because of your trust in Him. May your hope grow stronger 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray today. Amen. If you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, if that last portion of this message that I've been talking about doesn't resonate with you, that you don't know that your future is anchored in Jesus, well, then the Word of God says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, it says you will be saved. I want to give you the opportunity to say, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm not asking you to give over every penny that you ever had or, or sacrifice up your body. Now, I'm asking you to, to give control of your life, control of your future, out of your own hands and into Jesus' hands. Now, I know some people will watch this today and say, well, I'm a good person. I've never done anyone any harm. And I thank God that you're a good person. But being a good person will not gain you entrance into heaven. We need to be followers of Jesus Christ. John 3 and verse 16, we probably all know it. Even if you're an unbeliever, it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would have eternal life. Eternal life is not found in being a good person. Eternal life is only found in being a follower of Jesus Christ, the one who gave, gave his life for you. If that's you today, I'm going to pray a very quick prayer. As you're sitting at home watching this, I want you to repeat this prayer after me, but but repeat it in a way that you're believing it, that you're trusting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life. I acknowledge that I have sinned and come to you right now confessing and receiving forgiveness from you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God and that you rose again from the dead and are alive today. Right now, I open the door of my heart and receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me and giving me eternal life. Please take control of my life from this day forward and make me into the person that you created me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.